Hey, Fletch, a podcast that will equip, coach, and lead those who lead and manage the church. Dr. David Fletcher, also known as Fletch, passion is to hone church leaders in executive roles. Fletch is a pastor for 35 years and loves the local church. He runs spastor.org and receives hundreds of thousands of visits each year and is also featured on Christianity Today's website, managingyourchurch.com. From around the globe, people tune in on Fletch's warm and sound advice. He's a friend and church doctor, bringing an objective perspective, broad knowledge, and vast experience. Listen in to this podcast as Fletch sets to answer questions submitted by you and asked by me, Tim Samuel. Hey, Fletch, here's the million dollar question. Hey, Fletch, I'm confused about exempt and non-exempt employees. My understanding is that an employee paid an hourly, hourly rate is not exempt. Are there exceptions? I'm under the impression our employee, Anne, would be eligible for overtime for any hours worked over 40 in a one-week time period. But my manager is telling me that's not true. My manager replied that it depends not only on hours, but also on the class of the employee whether they are exempt or non-exempt. An HR director from a sizable company walked through it all with us. They said we can have hourly employees that are exempt and non-exempt. It depends on the nature of their duties and whether or not they have supervisory responsibilities and independent decision-making with which Ann does. I believe Ann averages 39 hours. Thank you for helping me understand this. Well, the question really is a million dollar question and it could be a million dollars of fine if you get it wrong or back taxes or back uh, wages that need to be paid. First, let me say that pastors are exempt from the Fair Labor Standards Act. The Department of Labor writes about the FLSA that it, quote, establishes minimum wage, overtime pay, record keeping and child labor standards, unquote. Workers who are exempt from the FLSA can work more than 40 hours a week without extra compensation. They are not required to keep a time card and do not need to take meal and rest breaks, among other regulations. Pastors are exempt because, like some other workers, they are considered professional. Other kinds of exempt workers are executives, managers, and certain administrative personnel. Each of these three classes of exemption have job requirements associated with it, and the question actually outlines some of those job requirements quite well. In addition to the job requirements for FLSA exemption, the employee must exceed the federal salary minimum of $23,660 a year. Certain states have a higher salary minimum for exemption. For example, California requires exempt employees to receive at least two times minimum wage. In 2018, that comes to $45,760. Tim, what's the, what's the minimum wage in your neck of the woods? It's around $10 in Maryland. Okay, so, and that may be going up. There's a lot of pressure all around the nation for it to go up. Now, exempt employees must be paid a salary. You cannot pay them for the number of hours works. 
that is the definition of exemption. They are paid a salary regardless of the number of hours that they work. For executives, managers, and some administrative personnel to be exempt, the job requirements and the salary minimums must both be met. Otherwise, you must pay the staff person overtime if they work more than 40 hours a week. California, and perhaps your state, has extra provisions, such as uh, overtime is required if the employee works more than eight hours a day, or more than 40 hours a week, or seven days in a row. Now, here's, here's kind of the rub to it. Whether a church classifies an employee as hourly or salary has no bearing on the exemption status. Suppose a church pays a non-exempt employee a salary and that employee works overtime. The church must compute the employee's hourly wage, which is their annual salary divided by 2,080 hours, working hours in a year, and then pay at least time and a half for every hour worked overtime. Please get this right for your church. Otherwise, it will be in a heap of trouble. Thanks for tuning in. You got a question for Fletch? Go to expasser.org. On the top of the page, hit the button Contact Fletch. He'll be sure to give you a response. And hey, your question might end up on the next podcast. Hey, Fletch, we are in the process of transitioning to an elder governance system and currently accepting nominations. This is a major change for the Baptist Church, but the vote to do so was overwhelmingly favorable to move forward. My pastor suggested that the staff may have a difficult time adjusting to the new governance system, whereas I believe the committees will have more difficult challenge as they will no longer be the final say on matters they are accustomed to controlling. We have a relatively young staff, and they are eager for this change to occur. Do you have any advice on the this change we are making? In the last two decades, I've seen many, several, I, I haven't really counted, but a goodly number of Baptist churches adopting an elder-led governing system. Some retain the deacons in either care roles or to assist with operations. And, you know, as the question noted, Tim, the transition can have some bumps. It, it can be kind of hard. I tend to think that committees may have a harder time making the change to the elder-led system. It'll depend on how empowering the elder board will be for the committees and the staff. The issue is one of who is making what decisions, when, and how. If staff feel like they report to the elders, then you have two lines of control through the SPXP and the elders, so everybody gets two bosses, and that's untenable for staff members. Everyone should have just one boss. A good system has the SP report to the elder board. Some churches also have the XP report to the elder board. All other staff report to the SP and the XP. Elders should not feel like they have any staff report to them or that they can give directives to staff. The role of the elders is to focus on vision and hold staff accountable for implementing that vision. I applaud this change. It'll be exciting to see how it helps advance the mission of the church. From around the globe, you tuned in on Fletch's warm and sound advice. He's a friend and church doctor, bringing an objective perspective, broad knowledge, and vast experience. Hey, don't forget, 
submit your question on xpastor.org. Your question will get a personal reply from Fletch. So email us a question by visiting xpastor.org.